0: All right. This is the Greenhouse Podcast. We talk about career purpose, leadership, and personal growth because we know there's more that's possible for your life and your work. I'm Steve Perkins, the founder of Greenhouse and a career leadership coach, really helping people find clarity about what's next and use the tools that get them there. On today's podcast, we're talking about creating your ideal calendar. And we're doing this with Dana Lynn, one of the coaches at Greenhouse, and she's really skilled in the areas of stress management, business, job search, overwhelm, burnout. So she's got a lot of expertise to bring and everyone in the membership community just loves interacting with her. So welcome back to the podcast, Dana.
1: Thank you so much, Steve. And happy 2022.
0: I know. Yeah. It's, I was trying to remember the last time you joined me on the podcast. Maybe, is it more than a year ago now? <laughs>
1: it, was, it was definitely 2021. It was in the yeah. past. It was a fact. I
0: know. <laughs> well, you're probably enjoying more 2022 so far being in Southern California with your,
1: yes. all your sun. Yes. Your warmth. <laughs> yeah, we could we, we have a choice between beach or snow. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well we're not stuck. <laughs> I, I I love that we're talking about this topic because you and I both kind of geek out on this, both about an ideal calendar and yep. kind of weekly rhythms of planning and productivity. So I'm kind of curious your thoughts. Like what, what do you think is the typical experience for people when it comes to their, their calendar and their week?
1: Well, it's really interesting. When I ask a client to look at their actual calendars, from what I've noticed overall is they think they have a calendar. They think they're in control. But when, when we look at it, it's, it's, um, it's just filled with appointments that other people needed them to put in the calendar, whether it's for work yeah. or responsibilities at home for their pet, their kids or doctor's appointments, things like that. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of everywhere. Very haphazard.
0: Yeah. i never heard it put that way, but I like that. It's, yeah. it's true. Like, okay, I have a calendar. I have things that are on there. That doesn't necessarily mean it's what I want on there.
1: <laughs> right. Right. So it's, it's, I would say 90% it's because there's another need. It's not, you know, I think you were using the word intentional when we were talking earlier. It's not intentional. It's not filled with purpose towards a certain goal. And then we wonder where our time went, where our time went because, you know, we're saying yes and to, to everything without even thinking. We're just going, 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 kind of automatic like a machine.
0: Yeah. When Did, did you ever have a point just in your life, in your career, when you started to notice... This reality you're talking about or started to shift?
1: Yeah, it's happened many times, and I feel like things cycle back and you improve and do better, and it hits you again. So, obviously, in college, that happened because we are usually the most imbalanced the first time living on our own. We have all this uh-huh. freedom, but we don't know what to do with it. So, we uh-huh. party hard and have fun, and we're like, oh no, there's a paper due tomorrow. Uh (laughs) so that was you know one of the first instances and and another thing also is sometimes you go and you get sick and that's when you're you're like you know laying down sick you can't get out of bed that helps you think like oh maybe maybe I'm doing too much maybe I'm going too hard um different times at work I used to have I used to be in corporate sales that was really stressful starting my own business was really stressful so There are times where if you don't take control of your calendar from the get-go, you'll see really quickly different things that start to fall apart, whether it's your relationships, the quality of your work, the quality of your life, and and your health. So I would say the signs are pretty obvious. We may not accept it, but then there are signs right right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my experience has been kind of similar, where there's all these different intersection points Along the way, that have caused me to maybe reevaluate how how I do my week or my calendar, and and usually something that instigated it each time. <laughs> to, to your right. point, but I think m- two main ones for me. One was like you starting a business when I started greenhouse. It was just this whole vast new awakening to the idea of how I structure my time and energy because all of a sudden you have way more you're responsible for. But you also have way more freedom of choice and how you use it all. And the first thing that hit me was how much time, and we'll get into this in a minute, but I actually plotted it out in a spreadsheet, how my time was used. And it was 80 to 90% of my week was given to hour or hour and a half or two hour long meetings that someone else wanted something from me or just put it there. And I had no idea what we were even doing. It wasn't aligned with my goals or anything. And I, but I loved saying yes to stuff and I enjoyed it. So all of a sudden it's like, it takes over your entire week. And now, now all of a sudden there is this newfound reason to, to question that. <laughs> right.
1: Right. And I love that you're sharing that because I know you, Steve, and you are so organized and so with it with your calendar for, so for someone like you, who I would say <laughs> is an expert, ideal calendar maker. If you're struggling with it, I can't imagine the rest of us, how we're, how we're dealing with our calendar. It's we're a hot mess.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh, we all are. And the funny thing is the only reason I've gotten, you know, quote unquote good about it is because it was so not natural for me. I mean, if you look in my personality type, there's none of that. And so I kind of, it was almost by necessity that I had to learn, um, New structures or systems or, or ways of approaching it because it didn't come naturally for me, so it's right. almost kind of ironic. Right.
1: Well, that's <laughs> encouraging to hear because, you know, I think a lot of times people procrastinate in, in in getting improvement is because they don't think they can take on that new skill. But you know, obviously, what you're saying is it's learnable. You can train yourself. It can be a new habit that you can build that you can take
0: on. Yeah. Well. Okay. That kind of brings us to maybe one of the most uh i don't know common recurring intersections where we think about our time and our energy usage, and that is right now at the new beginning of a new year, so I think more people than um other times of the year are thinking about this or reevaluating and especially just in terms of where we're at um, in this point in history, a lot of people are reevaluating life uh in general, so if people are doing that and thinking about how they use their time and what they put their energy towards, and really what they're kind of spending their life on, I think I think we should talk a little bit about why an ideal calendar. Like, that might be a new idea for some people. I remember when it was to me, it was like, "What? What is that?" I don't. I thought your calendar is just like a whole bunch of meetings people put on there. Uh, but I don't know for you, why? Why an ideal calendar?
1: I think it was a couple things for me. Number one is what was I getting out of not having an intentional idea calendar? And the results of my life was I was stressed out. I got sick, uh, didn't have much time with the kids, felt really burned out, didn't have time for things that I felt would make my life whole. Like we all have Ideal things that we want to do regularly in our week-to-week that makes us happy, right? Whether it's happy hour every Friday with our co-workers or going to brunch and the, the farmer's market on the weekend, which is my thing with my kids. So there are regular things that we would like that we know that upkeeps and maintains our satisfaction for life. And what I was noticing was I wasn't getting those results. I, I started... And you can tell because for me... What I notice is my kids could notice and my partner notices if I'm a little crankier, I'm a little okay. yeah. shorter, sna- snippier. So we all uh-huh. have those where people that know us, like you're acting this way or you're responding this way, there's something going on. So look at, for me, is I had to look at the results of my life. What was going on with my health, my happiness, my relationships, you know. Um, and then the other reason also to get an ideal calendar is so that you can meet your goals, That you can, number one, live the life that you really want, but also by having an ideal calendar and really sticking to it as best as you can, you'll start to see week after week that you're actually meeting goals. You're actually getting results that you want, whether it's in your career, your personal relationships, your health. You see those results. So those are the two reasons for me personally.
0: Yeah, those those are really interesting ways of framing it. Isn't it fascinating how we all kind of kind of take the same subject and maybe think of it in different ways? I, I just learned a couple of things right there from how you framed it. Um, that really look at the results I'm getting. If there's things I don't like about my life right now, maybe maybe some of that is the result of how I have my time and energy structure. Right. right. So right. so what does it look like? I mean, what does an ideal calendar look like? I know there's different ways of going about it, but how does it work for somebody who's interested in this idea, to actually try and go create one?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And and I think, um, Steve, you have a lot of great answers because some of the, the programs that you have at Greenhouse totally feeds into this. I think you first have to figure out, well, what is it that you want? What's important to you? And that's a really broad question. So it really depends on when you're asking that question. So if you're asking yourself this question right now and you're, in overwhelm, or you're really sick, you're just regularly getting burned out, then what's important to you now, maybe you need a break. Maybe you need more balance, you need relief, right? Or maybe things are going really well with you, but there's maybe a hint of dissatisfaction, like something's missing, or you don't feel like you're ambitious enough in a certain area. So I think what's really important is to figure out what's important in your life right now. And it's gonna be different for, for everybody. Right. Like I have older kids, you know, one's in college, one's about to go to college. So my need is a little bit different than, let's say, Sunday or you, Steve, you still have children in, you know, younger elementary grade school. Right. So. So, yeah, figure out what's important to you first.
0: Well, and that can be really freeing. The, the part you mentioned about right now is actually really important too. not just figuring mm-hmm. out what you want, but right now, wh- what matters right now. I find that to be freeing because sometimes we're just comparing ourselves to everyone else. And it's like, well, well, no, you might be in a different season or a different place in life right now than them. But also maybe even then when you were where you were before, and it might be different now than it is yesterday or next year. So I, I that part jumped out at me as something that's actually really important. It's, it's not judging and kind of, getting in your head about it, but what's important right now is what's important. Right,
1: right, absolutely.
0: Okay, so someone kind of figures out what do they want, what's important to you right now, and then how does that translate into uh, thinking about more of an ideal calendar?
1: Well, you know, I, I say you then have two to three things to do. First and foremost is you figure out what's important, then you ask yourself, well, how am I really how am I doing in this area? Because again, let's say you just had a baby. Maybe there's some health issues. Maybe it might not be a time to be aggressive and start a brand new business, right? So so maybe that's what you want. You want to start your own business, but it's just physically impossible. You're going to have to set expectations with yourself, right? So you first want to be realistic, not in a negative way, right? But realistic in terms of Okay, this is my long-term goal. This is my ideal goal. Here are the different obstacles or the things that are really needed right now. Like the last year with the pandemic, I've had a lot of clients that ended up having to move parents home or have to deal with sick parents or parents that passed away. That really completely changed the trajectory of their career goals. And we have to adjust for that. And it's okay. It's okay. I think this next step is being okay with where you're at being kinder to yourself and not so judgmental, right? Uh And just really setting um, a calmer pace for your expectations, I think, especially with things that have been going on the last year with the whole world, I think.
0: Yeah, I find some people, this is going to be kind of two broad categories, Mm -hmm. but of course there's a spectrum, but I I find some people kind of don't help themselves enough and they're wired to help everyone else and give, give, give. And it's like being kind to themselves might mean, um, being a little more ambitious for what they want, (laughs) you know, like giving themselves permission to be ambitious or not feeling guilty. Like, Oh, I'm so selfish to talk about what I want, but that that's okay. There's a healthy, there's a healthy, um, side of just desire. And then some people might be on the other end of the spectrum where you, um, I would actually probably put myself in this category. My ambitions, if I sit down and answer the question, what do I want? It gets it gets really, it's a big list, you know? Right, right. It's like I put big things and a lot of them. And so your point about being realistic for someone like me actually usually means scaling back and saying, okay, right. that's cool. I still write it all down, but what's realistic for right now might be, you know, a tenth of that.
1: <laughs> right, right. I think, I think one phrase that we hear a lot about that I feel like puts too much stress on ourselves is you can have it all or have it all, or you can do it all and have it all. And I'm like, yeah, true. But do we really?
0: Yeah, I know. And it's so, we're just such a instantaneous world now. Like I saw a post the other day from someone in our industry. I won't name names, but he he was trying to encourage people with this post. It was like, look where I was like, Look where we were, I don't know how many years ago it was, ten years ago, and then right. look at us now. And it was kind of a side-by-side photo. And and the even the text under the post was was I think honest and humble and saying like mm-hmm. it hasn't always been easy. You know, if you're in a place right now that's not easy, like keep pressing forward. Right. And I appreciated that, but I was also like, ah, but you're just <laughs> you're not helping because where you are now I see that and I think like oh I should be there tomorrow I need to become that tomorrow and it's right. like right no that took um years of hard, not just hard work but kind of ups and downs through the realities of, of life
1: absolutely absolutely and then and then the other thing that that we have to do is we then need to take a really clear, practical look at what's really going on in our calendar. And I know, Steve, you're really good at this as well. For, for me, what I have my cl- clients do is take inventory of their calendar. Take I call it the energy budget. Take inventory of how their energy has been spent. Usually we start with the last seven days because that's the most fresh in our mind. Ideally, you want to look back the last four weeks, the last month. But if we're new to this, just look back. At the last seven days, don't just take a look at what's on your calendar, but fill it up with what actually happened. So if you look at your last seven days, you have your work schedule, your personal schedule, all these other things. But go in and fill out, well, during your work schedule, what actually happened? Did that 45-minute meeting last 45 minutes or did it go over? Well, correct it. Adjust it. Yeah.
0: Adjust
1: it. When I... The first few times that I did this, and I check in and I do this every six months or so, just because when you start to feel it, what I've noticed for me a lot of times with when I went back and really filled in the blanks on the calendar, I was noticing that I was checking my phone, doing work emails, while cooking and doing dinner and homework with the children. Yeah. That's uh-huh. way too much multitasking <laughs> and way too much work hours. And it made me realize, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, I'm, Overdoing it and my kids aren't getting real present time with me. Right. And another thing that a lot of people notice that I've seen is that when they do that, they they have no idea that they're actually spending so much time either on social media, their phone or TV or some sort of mindless distraction. Now that's something you really have to fill in in the calendar for you to see that. Because some people would say, oh, I don't, I don't need to do that. I have an idea. No, 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 no. Until you write it down in your calendar and look. I would color code it too.
0: Oh yeah, I'm big on that too. Like I'll have people, yeah. and same as you, I do this myself and I have people I'm coaching put it into a spreadsheet where each, each hour of the day has a block that you have to fill in with a color. And so yeah, you really see, yeah. you can add up the time in different categories. You can see it visually, but then you can also see where there's gaps or you're not accounting. But see, I what I like about what you're saying that I haven't usually done in my approach is the considering what you were actually doing, not just looking at the calendar and saying this meeting happened here or this activity. What you just made me think about uh, for my last seven days is I've been on vacation. I've been kind of taking a break. I've been spending time with family. But I've actually had, if I added it up, ooh, this is scary. It would probably be more than a work day's amount of time each day. Um, Thinking about, there's a couple things that I'm really having a hard time with lately and trying to work through and think about. And I've been thinking about it constantly. And then often like writing notes down um, about it. And kind of like, not really journaling, but just kind of writing down my thoughts in a way. And I've probably been spending, I don't know. <laughs> many hours a day on that. And that wouldn't show up if I was just looking at the calendar. The calendar actually right. looks really open for me right? the last It looks days. really good.
1: Like good job, Steve. <laughs>
0: yeah. But where has my energy been going is a yeah. really good um it's a good question.
1: It it is. And you know, I always encourage folks to think about, you know, if you ever had a time where you were working on your health and diet, like you were trying to lose weight or build muscle, or you worked with the coach or a dietitian usually before you start with them, they have you take, like, what have you consumed into your body the last seven days or month or whatever? They usually have you filled out a food diary, an exercise diary. And the reason they do that, and same thing when I was really young, I worked with a financial counselor for the first time right out of college, freshly married. We're like, hey, what do we do with
0: our money? (laughs) And
1: he made us write down every penny we spent. And we're like, oh, this is so laborious. And he's like, no, you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah. And it's important to know where things are going. Like with our diet, it's important to know what we're eating, what we're spending. Same thing with our energy, because if we don't know, then we don't know what we're really up against. Like until I took a food diary, I did not realize I was so addicted to soda and sugar. Yeah. So before, so I remember my nutritionist at that time, like Dana, before we start, you know, diet, let's curtail some of the sugar intake first, because if you Go on a diet and you have to do this. It's too extreme. You're going to crash and burn. And we want you to make healthy changes for the rest of your life. So we took away, because I, I was working at a school at that time. The vending machine is so convenient. Ordering out is so yeah. convenient. So- and so we first had to stop the vending machine, first had to stop the sugar, the soda. And then we were able <laughs> to take things on. Same thing with your energy. If you've made it a habit, like let's say some of us, especially with kids that we just want to say yes to all the time, it's going to be really hard to start saying no. You know, a lot of us parents like, oh, I didn't realize I was giving my child so much time that was bleeding into work. No wonder I'm not getting a promotion. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it it's the water we swim in every day. Mm-hmm. And so some of these things, if you don't take stock, if you don't actually do an inventory, then it is hard to, to have an honest assessment of yourself because... Yeah, if I just um, am constantly having soda all day, I don't. I might not realize how much because that's just kind of the water I swim in, and that's just what I do. And you're not there's not that self awareness of being able to be outside yourself and see it objectively. So, yeah.
1: and another reason why I love the word energy is because you know, recently I was working with the client, and we were just she was just been unhappy at work for a really long time and the energy budget really helped her see that she was actually in like you I love the word swimming that you use Steve she was she's been swimming in toxicity with the toxic boss for the last year and it really opened her eyes to realizing okay 2022 I'm going to have to change my job you know
0: yeah so. yeah it becomes so normalized when it's something that's part of our daily rhythm right. habit routine right. and i think you you draw a good analogy there because a lot of times you need to do kind of a diagnose the situation to be able to find a a solution. And not only in medicine and things like that, but even when I used to be an engineer, I mean, that's the first thing you do is take stock of how does this whole thing work? If I don't know how it works, I can't make adjustments and make it work differently. So um, it might feel weird to people. I remember when I was new to some of this stuff, it was like, really take an energy budget, like really put my document my time for an entire week on a spreadsheet Steve this is awkward (laughs) but that's the point right if if we we haven't done it because it feels weird or awkward or not normal binging Netflix all day feels normal like well maybe this is a new normal (laughs) so so Dana how um how does this relate to kind of week to week you know rhythms or planning priorities for a week because this is kind of a, like you said, you do it every six months. I tend to do it once a year, like looking at what's, what would you ideally want your calendar to look like? Then how does that translate into weekly life?
1: Right. I, I think, you know, we first have to realize creating an ideal calendar is so that you can live that life, right? So that it can really translate into the life that you really want to live. I mean, we have to look at it. It's just a tool. It's just a tool to getting us what we want. At the end of the day, you know, it's not extra work. We don't want to give everyone extra homework. We already have enough to yeah. do, you know. And uh, I think, you know, like what we have our clients do, the energy budget, putting things on a grid, it sounds very woo-woo-y, but at the same, but, you know, it really isn't. It's very practical. It's very simple. We, if you break it down that way, because a lot of times we talk about things in big picture, really broad strokes. But what we don't do is we don't nail it down to smaller chunks to digest it. And that's what the energy budget does. It helps you sit down, nail things down. What are we really looking at and helping you? Because I think a lot of times when we see the, the clear picture, with the details? I think a lot of times that's, that'll help you improve 50% right there on the spot. Just knowing yeah. this is what I need to stop. This is what I need to delegate. And this is what I need to add. So I would even say, before we can even add, what can we get rid of? What can we stop? What can we, what can we clean up, right? And yeah. that directly translates to finally making the room and the energy to do what we really intentionally want to do. You know, right. And I would start small. Don't feel like you can change this in, in one week. If you've taken years to, to do this, it might take you you know, a few weeks, a few months to get to that ideal. Again, be gentle with yourself, be (laughs) kind with yourself. I know.
0: know. It takes me back to something you said earlier about, okay, you were looking at the results you were getting in your life and saying, all right, these things here aren't what I hope for. So kind of reverse engineer. It makes me think that as you move forward with something like, all right, here's an ideal calendar, here's my intention this year, there's a there's a benefit in kind of a weekly cadence of reflecting on, all right, what are the results coming out of that? And and again, not to be harsh on yourself and judge, like you said, but to learn and make kind of iterative improvement over time. All right, so I made this tweak. How did it work this week? Like, do I need to make a, a shift for next week? Is there something that did work that I could keep doing? And that is that is where you know, together with our, with our member community, we're doing that every week as a group because it's, it's hard to keep with that practice, but that's, that's kind of how the, the big broad stroke improvements you're talking right. about happen through right. those small steps. And right. a week seems to be a good cadence.
1: Right. And I'm really glad you brought up community because we didn't create some of these bad habits on our own. <laughs> you know? so, mm-hmm. so it's get a group of people that you can trust, whether it's your immediate family. I would say get different levels of people, people that you live with, people that you have contact with, whether it's your colleagues, you know, part of a community like Greenhouse, where we're actually all working on the same thing in terms of the weekly rhythm. Um, accountability, it's, it's great to have a mentor or coach. It's great to do it with peers. Um, that accountability is really important because otherwise – you know, I think there, there's this quote, right, where we're strangely addicted to daily acts of trivia, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we just you know, we get up, we brush our teeth and then we go. It's just we're, we're kind of mindless with, with certain things. And we want to be able to be more intentional with with most of the things that that we do that, that we do every day. So become a part of a community where where you can, you know, whether it's something local, your neighbors or join join like greenhouse. I think it's um because you want to be able to see results. My thing is, if I hear myself complain about it more than twice, then I take action because I don't like hearing myself complain. <laughs> so if you try to do it by yourself and it doesn't work, get help. There are other people that have done it, like Steve and I, right? We've been there we a good it. rule of thumb. We know how to do this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's such a good rule of thumb. And it makes me say, think too, maybe kind of a shout out to leaders listening or business owners. It, like you and I have experienced, coming into owning and starting a business really leveled up our awareness and kind of intention towards ideal calendar. Uh, I think another aspect of that is you have to wear multiple hats. So like when I'm working with entrepreneurs or leaders on this, we actually have three colors that go onto the calendar spreadsheet, because there's kind of three different hats you're wearing or roles you're playing. And, and oftentimes we have it all upside down like we're spending most of our time in the weeds doing the things that other people should be doing and the least time on the kind of vision direction lead leadership things that we should be doing so i i think that's kind of um another lens is uh, all right people in that kind of leader community might also um Nudge each other because, because it's something we're talking about more, but really like wearing different hats, having different roles, we all have that in life. So, so that same filter applies and it's just, you know, you might not have someone else you're talking about it with like a business owner might have because they really are needing to meet with other right. business owners, right. for example.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of times other people will notice patterns that you might not. I mean, you're the one living in your life every day. Like you say, you're swimming in it. Sometimes you don't know. You don't know what you're seeing. You can't see beyond your your, your belly, <laughs> your, you know, navel gazing or something. And And if you're part of a regular group of that type of accountability, like our weekly rhythm group, People can call you out and say, "Hey, you! I've noticed you said this three weeks in a row now. What's what's going on there? You know." And there's As no we judgment, often do, like, yeah. right? Right.
0: <laughs> right. And
1: you want to make sure it's a safe space too. I, I love that everyone's really honest and open in our group, so that uh, people feel very safe getting called out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. This wasn't meant to be a promo, but again, right. you know, <laughs> if anyone's listening and curious uh go to greenhouseculture.co and you can see our our membership community is a place where we do this together every week, every quarter and and there's kind of a guided structure that we as the coaches lead but then also the chance to kind of be in it with other people and hear what other people are thinking about it's it is it is a really kind of satisfying thing to be a part of
1: it's a lot of fun and we got a good group of people and you know people making friends it's it's pretty cool
0: yeah All right. So maybe one last question or comment, Dana, because I know that some people hear this stuff. And I know this because I was there when I was in certain corporate jobs. I thought, yeah, easy for you to say, Dana, you own your entire schedule. (laughs) Um, I have things dictated to me by my job or by XYZ things in life. And I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Like, what do you say to the person who feels like, yeah, but my time is dictated to me?
1: You know, a lot of us do feel that. You know, I, I've i been there. I've I've had regular corporate jobs or, you know, I used to work at my kid's school. I was the one of the founding parents and also one of the original employees. So I was pulled in a lot of directions. You really can't get away from a daily Monday through Friday school schedule, <laughs> you know. What you have to do there is... Stop the complaining because that's what I had to do, because if I kept on complaining, I'm spending energy and there goes my energy budget. I'm spending energy on that. So if you notice yourself spending time in the negative, just stop it. Stop. Take a deep breath. Do three cleansing breaths and say, okay, what can I do? What am I able to do? And at that time working at an elementary school, my hours were like, I have to get up at 5 a.m., get them out the door, and there's food and uniforms, and then the doors at the school open at 7.10, you know, and then I'm there all day. Where can I breathe a little bit of space? So maybe right now it's not about what do I need to do, and it's about where can I just give myself space Throughout the day, can I squeeze in five minutes? And you know legally, any job has to give you regular breaks.
0: You are not allowed to breathe here. Yeah.
1: I challenge you to take every single break. And you could say, well, no, my boss won't let me I have to work through lunch. I, again, I will challenge you again what's more important than your health, you know, and your legal right to take breaks and eat without, you know interruption. So where, what's a little bit you can do? We don't have the thing big. And on the weekends at night, where can you take back some time just for yourself? So start small if you have to.
0: It is interesting how it's kind of, it, it plays in the same lane as this dynamic we said earlier, where we think, uh, my calendar is just, just all put there by other people. And it's just something that happens to me versus something I intentionally kind of create. And it's almost like that same thing can happen in a work environment where I just assume it's just the default assumption that, okay, everyone else tells me how to use my time. I have no say in it. And oftentimes that's not true. You do have more say in it than you think, but it takes the step of intentionality to say, okay, actually, I'm going to cross over this line and go from just being like always, uh, dictated to or being kind of the, mm-hmm. the victim in the situation to, hey, here's something that I would like and, right. and let's figure it out.
1: And you can always ask if somebody else is dictating your schedule and you have no space to breathe, like at work. Um, recently, we, we, um, uh, a member at, at Greenhouse reached out to me about her schedule. It turns out she was working 80, 90 hours a week. It's at a startup. And she was just going, 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 could not see a solution. I'm like, hey, can you talk to one of the founders? Can you have a conversation? Maybe they don't know. You know, if they don't know what's going on, if you don't give them a chance, you know, then you're just suffering in silence and nobody knows it.
0: It's so true. And it happens everywhere. I was talking to someone who, um, she has little kids, she just uh, really needs some solo time, kind of more on the introverted side. And Um, and just assumed that, well, I have to give all my time and attention to these kids 24 seven and, and had this kind of realization we're talking about, asked her husband, like, Hey, can I just have some pattern during the week of getting some time to myself? And he was like, sure. (laughs) There was, there was no barrier at all. It's just that it hadn't been talked about. right? Right. And, um, so I, I think that shows up in many places.
1: Absolutely. Give the other person a chance, you know, to either help you out or solidify that maybe you should, you know, you ha- rethink that situation, rethink that relationship, whether it's a work relationship or a personal relationship, Re- rethink it, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, Dana, thanks for joining on this episode and you'll be back next month because yeah. we're talking about one of your kind of areas of expertise around stress and overwhelm and how to think about that, how to manage that. I'm excited for that one. And um, anyone who's listening, again, our website is greenhouseculture.co. So you can check Dan out there on the about page and learn more about her as well. Thanks for having, me again, I think, for having me again, Steve. Yeah, thanks for joining and chatting about this. Okay, goals and intentions. So whichever one resonates with you more, you might listen to this podcast and say, yeah, but I just don't have, I, I never make the time for it or I'm gonna forget. Or I just don't even know where to start. It's kind of like one of those hard things to do on your own. And so we have a masterclass within the Greenhouse membership on January 13th and we are going to do it together. So you get to kind of hear from others. I'm gonna be facilitating the steps to actually do the work in a short amount of time. And you walk away from the masterclass with your goals and or your intentions in your hand for 2022. So January 13th, you know, if you feel like it's hard to get to it on your own, or you always want to do it, but don't really get to it, or you're not sure the right steps to make it simple, then join in with us because you're going to do it with others and with facilitation. You know, this podcast was a little more of talking about the concept, but the masterclass will be the how actually diving in and doing the work together. So join the free trial of our membership today so you can attend the Masterclass on the 13th. And bonus, you'll also have access to our quarterly goal setting we do as a a community, which uh, will be on January 27th. You can sign up for the membership at greenhouseculture.co. And again, you get a free trial, so you can try it out and you can join the Masterclass this month, greenhouseculture.co.